It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, and, of course, also my computer career training for a better life and we are excited to kick this thing off tonight we have an in-studio guest right off the bat that we'll be talking to in a moment tyler dimple is here jacob sealman is also back from his week out in tulsa oklahoma where he was uh covering the chili bowl and we've got randy miller of course behind the glass over there capably handling the audio production duties and randy will be joining us on air as well and then if that wasn't enough we've got uh, chris murdoch also in studio with us here handling the video production so uh you might see chris popping in and out once in a while just moving cameras around or something but uh, chris is with us as well and uh, we're going to be talking to tyler Dipple about his new program for 2019 with with i keep wanting to call it tyler young motorsports actually young's motorsports and um we'll talk with justin grant the third place finisher from the chili bowl uh, a little bit uh, later on as well just in a great race on sunday morning um and <laughs> we'll uh have all kinds of chili bowl conversation uh going on throughout the show so sit back relax and uh we'll talk racing with you here for a couple of hours try to, yeah try to at least um I'm going to start with Tyler Dipple here and just fire the obvious first question. You're with Young's Motorsports for 2019. How in the world did that come about? Uh, you know, just uh, kind of talking to a bunch of people after the 2018 season. And, uh, you know, uh, with GMS scaling back to two teams now with uh, whatever, I don't know if it's maybe three I guess they have three because the Halmar Friesen deal is at GMS. Yeah, it's but scaling back affiliate. And uh, I, Tyler Young, and we were talking to them, and uh, you know they they got a really good program over there, and we just you know uh, stayed in touch, and one thing led to another, and now I'm driving for him for uh, this season coming up, and uh, it should be really cool. It should be a fun fun season. You know they got they're building a lot of new trucks. They keep getting better and better every year. And uh, he's really building his program over there. I was really impressed when I went over and looked at their shop. You know, they're getting more wind tunnel time from Chevy, building, you know, all new mile and a half trucks. So it should be good this year. Well, it's certainly a change for Young's Motorsports and a big one, too. I mean, when, you know, they say everything's bigger than te- bigger in Texas. <laughs> and I think uh, I think Tyler Young has adopted that motto that uh, I'm from Texas, so we must be bigger because uh, you're going to have a couple of teammates, uh, Spencer Boyd and Gus Dean, which is really kind of interesting because you're in a situation where there's basically now three of you who now Spencer's had some experience in the truck series. I know you have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but you're, you're all three basically now going to be equal and, you know, new stuff over there, new equipment being built. You got to be really excited, not only about the quality of what you're seeing around you, but also the people as well, because you, 
you have a chance now to have these guys to lean on and and to compare notes with and that always seems like a better way to go when you've got at least one or two who can share data yeah you know it's really good and uh it's good having those teammates and then it's it's really good having all those crew chiefs you know they brought over jeff stankowitz who won the arc championship this year with mdm so he's going to be over there chad kendrick my crew chief was at BKR for a long time, and uh, he's really, really good. You he know, really I'm, is. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to work with him, and all those guys over there are just really racers. And you know, it starts with Tyler building that operation. He's just a really genuine guy, which is hard to find down here. And uh, he does everything that he says he's going to do, and I think that's really cool. Well, you know, the thing about the thing that I see with this team this year is you got Jeff Stankowitz over there mm-hmm. uh, now, who is with MDM for the last few years. You got Tyler, uh, or, uh, Kendrick, uh, Chad Kendrick. And, you know, of course, Tyler Young himself has had enough time in the truck and working on the trucks. He could almost be a crew chief. I mean, I think you, it just feels like you've got a really good nucleus of people as well as equipment. And, it's almost to me, Young's Motorsports. I you got to wonder if they're not at this point. It's it's a playoff caliber team. Yeah, and I think that's that's our first goal this year, and I think it's really doable. You know, we're setting out, and we want to make the playoffs, and uh, I think that that's really really um, a manageable goal for us because Tyler Young and uh, his team they keep getting better every year. It's just like I said, and they're building. You know, newer stuff, getting more wind tunnel time. You know, they just keep getting better. They're growing as an organization, and I think it's going to be really good this year. I think they're going to surprise some people. I think their stuff is a lot better than most people think. Well, and, you know, again, with you've had some a little bit of a shift in the truck series. I mean, GMS is downsizing. He's still waiting on a confirmation out of Thor Sport, but – hearing maybe only three trucks there um and now you know tyler and his group have have picked up a couple basically so i feel like this could be a great year for you guys to go out and really make some noise yeah no i think so too and uh i'm really excited because you know um all those guys got a lot of experience and uh with chad and i got eddie the hunt as my spotter so uh That'll be really, really good, too. You know, Eddie, he spots for Chase and uh, Justin Allgaier. So those are another two drivers I could uh, feed resources off of. And uh, it's just it's got a really good group of guys around me this year. Well, you know, and, and here's the other thing that comes to mind, too, with the combination of the three of you guys. Spencer's been in Xfinity. And he's coming back to the trucks with all of the experience that he can bring back from that side of things. And not that, again, there's a great compatibility, but just the time on the tracks and such. You're going through your first time around these tracks. And Gus, of course, is kind of in that same position. Feels to me like we probably have a golden opportunity here Um with the knowledge you guys have, I could see you guys being capable of, especially on the short tracks and even maybe, you know, super speedway wise, pulling off some wins here. No, I do. You feel like you're, you're at that level. I I feel like we're at that level and I, you know, that's what, 
you know, we want to go win races this year, and I think it's doable. You know, I want to make the playoffs, win races, but you just got to do everything you could do. You could only do the best you could do every week, and that's going to be the goal. I mean, I think we could have a truck fast enough to sit on the pole at Daytona. You know, they're working really hard on it right now, and uh, they're really working hard on our mile-and-a-half stuff too, and I think it's – you know, we could go out and win races. You know, you just got to execute. Everything's got to go your way. And uh, you just got to keep plugging away week in, week out. And I think, you know, if we do that, you know, finish races, like uh, just finish every race, I think uh, we'll be there in a lot of them. How important, Tyler, is consistent seat time going to be for you this year? Because that's something you haven't had in a while, at least not on the NASCAR side. Um, You know, I think, the seat time is going to be huge, um, just uh, especially a mile and a half. You know, it took me a little bit. You know, I felt like it finally clicked last year, but having only run two mile and a half ever coming into this year, which was right. last year at, with GMS at Texas and Homestead, uh, the air air was definitely tricky for me to learn just because I've never had to deal with any of that at all the short tracks before. But I think definitely running every single lap is uh, is huge in the truck series. And I was talking to Tyler about this with with Gus, too, when that announcement was made. But from his standpoint, I feel like he's going to be a good mentor for you as somebody who's been consistently in the truck series in the past and, you know, somebody for all of you guys to be able to lean on a lot this year. Yeah, you know, it's it's cool to always have someone in your team that's been there and done that. And he's been to all these places, and I'm sure he could help me out with a lot of these places, which is really cool, too. Do you feel like, the, I mean, you, you, you got a little bit of seat time with GMS. Is any, do, you, do you feel like some of that will be transferable as well to uh, your new situation, considering that you're still in a Chevrolet brand? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, the seat time over there was huge. Like I said, uh, you know, I got two full races at a mile and a half with Texas and Homestead. You know, I've never had to deal with that air before. Now I had a whole off season to prepare, you know, what I'm supposed to feel what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to get around it, what I'm supposed to do if it does that, you know. Uh, that was big for me. I think getting those two races kind of helped me prepare differently this off season than if I didn't have any experience. Right. It would have been, you know, Atlanta this year, first mile and a half thrown to the Wolves. But now I know what's coming, so I think I think that was really big. Well, we're definitely excited to, mm. to see what you can do, and I think with the teammates you got, it's certainly going to be a fun organization to watch. And I'm really, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of Tyler Young because he is just, he's probably, he's one of the hardest working people in the garage and to, to suddenly kind of blow this up to where it is. Uh, and it was funny because, you know, somebody was saying to me that they had heard a rumor he was trying to get solder. And I'm thinking, you know, at that point you got about a sixth of the field there, right. <laughs> something like that, <laughs> an eighth of the field or whatever. Um, you know, it's uh but it's 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 a good group of guys that you got there. Is there a particular track as we go to break that you're really excited about going to that you haven't been yet, other than Daytona? Because that's the obvious. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you guys you guys probably know which one I'm talking oh, about. Uh, I yeah, mean, yeah, that that yeah. that their little dirt race. Yeah, that little dirt track <laughs> there. <laughs> I forgot who yeah. I was talking to. He's a dirt driver. Yeah. 
Yeah, talking about Eldora, we're going to talk more with Tyler. And, of course, we got a bunch of Chili Bowl stuff coming up. The latest news, a uh, lot to go here on the Stock Car Show. We're just getting started. Stick around. We shall return here in the morning. <laughs> You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Dipple, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. We are dippling here in the studio. I, I would never have magically switched that out five minutes before the uh, show, would I? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, of course you would have. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Stock Car Show. We are having a little fun at Tyler Dimple's expense because he's a good sport, and uh, we can. Um, yep, we are much. happy to have Tyler <laughs> in the studio with us. Tyler is among the three new drivers 
in the Young's Motorsports stable. There, I got it right that time. Uh, in the NASCAR, right? let's I'm see impressed. if I can get this one right. NASCAR <laughs> Gander <laughs> Outdoors Truck Series. Yay, you don't know a dollar. See, <laughs> I, I'm a little slow, but I catch up eventually. NGOTS. Look, Allie, we we've shortened. taught him so well. Yes, yes. yeah. We've okay. taught him something. That's yeah, all you're doing. <laughs> now um, we can teach him the dipple dance. Then yeah, we'll be all set. Well, yeah. yeah, I've got two left feet. I don't know Aww. if I can dipple. But... Uh, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler excited, obviously, and we were talking about uh, a track that he looked most forward to racing this year, and he said all door, and it's like, okay, Duh. yeah, he's a dirt racer. Um, but let's talk some, now that we have some time in the segment, let's talk some Daytona. You've got to be just totally, have, have you had any laps there? Did you ever test an ARC or anything there? Uh, no, but um, I think we're going to be running the ARCA race here, so... Uh Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. That's just getting finalized right now, but it's pretty much 95% confirmed. So, uh, okay. I'll let you guys know on that, but I'll run the ARCA race though, before the truck race, so at least mm-hmm. I'll have a little bit of experience learning how to draft and stuff. So Okay. So that should be all good. Now we know we have two, th- two reasons to bring you back soon. <laughs> One is sponsor announcements. The other is the ARCA announcement. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to mention, too, Allie Belay has joined us in the studio. Oh, yeah. We were already yeah, having we fun were, at your expense. Um, <laughs> well, that's normal. Um, Daytona for you, obviously a first, but I'm sure you've spent some time preparing. How does one exactly prepare for a race at Daytona in a truck? Because as you well know from past years, it can get a little hairy. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'd say the first thing I do is just watch film, you know, past races and stuff like that. Uh, other than watching film, you know, it, it's tough to prepare for something like that because you just got to go out and do it. You got to yeah. learn how to draft, and uh, you just got to – I don't know. You just need to go out and do it other than watching film pretty has, much. Has Tyler given you the chance to do the iRacing setup that he has at the shop? Oh, yeah. I got I got iRacing setup. See, I, I, th- I thought that was going to be your, fr- yeah, your first was response was uh, crash a lot on iRacing. Yeah. That's how you learn how to <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> crash a lot on the iRacing. Uh, hey, so hey, 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 I, I can say you, this because I've cheaper. actually been victim of a few of those. But, Tom, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't understand how many iRacing rookies go to Daytona because they think it's going to be easy. Oh, yes. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't go well. Tyler, know. you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, know. I know. I watch. Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough deal. I don't think you want to practice crashing, though. I think the idea is to practice not crashing. Well, easier said than done. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's. I mean, you've got a long learning season ahead of you. Um, this, no doubt, this is going to be a season of learning for you. Yeah, no, it's going to be learning. You know, most tracks I'm going to is for the first time for you know eighty percent of them, and uh, you know you just got to embrace it. You know, everyone everyone's had to do it, so I mean. It's just the people around me, I think, are really good and are going to speed up that learning curve, so it's not as big as most people's. Is somewhere like Martinsville, which you went to in the fall with GMS and obviously have some laps in a truck there, is somewhere like that a really good early circle on the calendar for you as a place where you hopefully can go and really have a strong run to kind of kickstart some of this? Yeah, I think that too. I mean, I don't see any reason why we can't, you know, if the cards fall right, go run really good. Maybe have a chance to win at Daytona. Uh, I think Atlanta would be good too. I've m- never been there, but I seem to do really well on all the really, really low grip places throughout my career. Because you're much a dirt ev- guy. Pretty much everything. <laughs> so uh, I'm Can looking forward why. to that one too. So uh, 
and Martinsville. You know, I'm looking yeah. forward to all of these coming up pretty much. All right, so we meant, we keep talking about the whole dirt connection, so I just want to mm-hmm. come straight out and ask it. Yes, you're going to have a heavier schedule on the pavement side than you've ever had, but do you at least have a few selected races in your modified that you are going to try and hit this year? I'm going to try and hit, you know, a couple of them, you know. A couple of them get bumped out because of the truck schedule, mm-hmm. like World Finals and stuff like uh. that. So, uh, but a couple big ones, you know, the big ones at the end of the year. I haven't really finalize any dirt mm-hmm. schedule i'm just trying to figure out my asphalt right. schedule you know and kind of build the other yeah part later kind of maybe do some arca stuff too daytona arca is pretty much confirmed right. but you know maybe do a couple other mile and a half maybe in that but just trying to figure things out right now with that Did, have you had the chance yet to run super dirt week at oswego I haven't. The last Super Dirt Week I ran was Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. Is that maybe a, a thought in your mind at least to see uh, if the schedule? I mean, open? maybe. I mean, there is this other. Tra- th- there is this other truck series guy that does that every year. I know. <coughs> it's, it's fun. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe. That's not really. I don't know. Oswego. Everyone I talk to up there. I mean, they say it's fun because it's Super Dirt Week, but. To go around a racetrack for 300 laps, quarter throttle, you know, not being kind of single lane. I don't know. It's kind of the whole deal. Lane. It's not Sy- It's not. Definitely it's not, not single lane. It's not Syracuse, and it's not like Orange County, any of the other tracks. You got to just. It wasn't single lane it's last not, year. It's not really the funnest place to go, so I don't know. We'll see. Oh, and that's I interesting because you haven't been there. Yeah, I just so I mean, like you're. Yeah, I've talked to all and these people. A lot of the drivers that that we talk to are really happy that it's there. Yeah, and the racing that we've watched over the last couple of years has been phenomenal. Yeah, everyone's got far the, from single. Cruise. Everyone's got their opinions, but to go around a racetrack, quarter throttle for three hundred laps is, you know, I don't know. I rather I rather go around a truck race or arc race than go do that. Honestly, okay. well, interesting. That works. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so we've talked about, obviously, some early season goals, and I know you mentioned off the top that the play, making the playoffs is really kind of the overarching goal for the team. I mean, what, what have you seen racing against Tyler's trucks last year and now kind of starting to become part of the team? What have you seen that really has you optimistic going into this year? Uh, you know, just their new mile-and-a-half stuff that they built at the end of last year, like that they brought to Texas, you know, ran really well with that. And uh, they just keep making it better. Their short track stuff was pretty good, you know. A uh, couple of the wild card races, like Eldora and, you know, their Speedway stuff was really good. You know, they qualified, I think, third at Talladega in the fall. So uh, um, their Speedway stuff's really good. I think I could bring stuff to the table for Eldora being dirt racer and – Having that background, the short track stuff ran good. I just think if they get their mile and a half stuff a little bit better, I think it's going to be really good. And for you, too, I mean, being in the situation with GMS, you had teammates to rely on. But having two teammates for an entire season to rely on, I feel like, is going to be important. Because it's really a situation where all three of you kind of get the chance to learn and compare notes together. Right. And uh, we have those guys to work off of. And... uh I consider myself to always be able to go to someone like Stuart Friesen because we're friends outside of that. We grew up racing. You know, I could go to him and ask him anything, you know, like that just because, you know, I've stayed at his house before. We're friends on a different level. So, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I got a lot of resources that I could pick off of driver-wise there, I feel like. 
you had a fairly easy, it felt like to me, or it looked like to me, you had a fairly easy adjustment to the series last year. I mean, it didn't feel like, it, mm-hmm. you, you know, from the, the, the K&N car to, you'd run ARCA a few times, so it, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think the biggest, we had speed. It's just, you know, it was tough to pass for me for the mile and a half, you know, just because the air you get. Right. You get up on someone, and it's just the air would do crazy things to your truck, make it handle really, really bad. And uh, it's just something I had to learn last year, which I knew going into it, I had to learn it. And um, I knew we had speed. It's just, you know, you got to be able to learn it. And uh, everyone else having run mile and a half in ARCA races and me being the only one going there for the first time, it's just, you know, it's hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now that I have that little bit of experience – and going into this year, I think it's going to be a lot better now. Well, it certainly should be. I think if nothing else, I think it's going to be a year for you to really establish yourself at the national level. Mm-hmm. You know, you had you had a few races last year to kind of get started. This is the year you finally establish yourself. Um, I know that you have some sponsor announcements coming up. Um, talk about some shout outs, anybody that you want to acknowledge that you can at this moment. Yeah, just uh, my mom and dad, first off, my family, for making, you know, all they've ever done for me growing up and supporting me throughout my racing career. My sister, you know, all the people that helped put this deal together at Young's Motorsports to Glenn Sullivan, uh, Alicia Zubikowski, um, Willie Akamudi, just Tyler Young and the whole team in general there for making it all happen. And uh, just a uh, couple sponsors soon to come, but just not finalized but they're on the way well good we'll look yep. forward to having you back mm-hmm. when you can talk about them yeah before we let you go though you've got a show yeah, there we gotta sign this yes wall. we have the wall of fame behind us <laughs> and you've got to etch your name into well, the and, and wall let's of be fame. clear yeah. by the way we had the wall of fame the last time we had him on but he left so quickly we couldn't yeah, yeah, I had sign it. he had, yeah he had a yeah. prior engagement i think is right here good Hot i'm gonna take probably. a yeah go yeah, ahead maybe yeah yeah, write legibly, please. Christian Eckes didn't write legibly, so yeah, nobody can tell. read his signature. There we there go. There we go. Okay. So we got Tyler Dimple now etched into the uh, Wall of Fame, and we really appreciate you coming by and uh, hanging out with yeah, us for a little for while me, here. We're, yeah, we're excited thanks. to have you back again when you got the sponsor announcements and when you can talk more about the ARCA program as well. Sweet. So that's Tyler Dimple. We're actually going to step aside. When we come back, we start to talk Chili Bowl. We've got some news to tell you about uh, for the world of motorsports later on as well. So uh, we're just having some fun here on the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels 
new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on, well, we're on the Performance Motorsports Network. We're also on Spreaker, and uh, we will be uh, on Facebook as well as a Facebook premiere on Wednesday night uh, for this show. And we're having some fun on the Stock Car Show tonight. We just spent the last couple segments with Tyler Dimple. We have Justin Grant Coming up, he uh, finished third in the Chili Bowl on Sunday morning, uh, Eastern time anyway. And um, so he'll be joining us via phone a little bit later on in the program. Tom Baker, Allie Boulay, 
And we've got Randy Miller over in the tech shed. Jacob Seelman is temporarily hiding over there. Not sure what's going he's on. He's in the but, tech uh, shed with me. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's being teched. Um, and uh, as soon as we figure out if Jacob is legal, he'll be back uh, across he's into not, the I studio. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but uh, looking Illegal forward spoilers. to that. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, something about stagger. I think is is the problem with with Jacob. But uh, oh, here he comes. Okay, well, I guess uh, I guess he's we passed legal. him anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sneak him back in and we'll talk some chili bowl because Jacob kind of spent uh, I a month of his life there last week. Uh, and you were there, obviously, 350 plus cars. You were there all week long. I want to start with just your thoughts in general on this year's chili bowl. For me, it felt like, I mean, aside from the fact that um, the I think the traditional KKM benefit race aspect was uh, in full full bloom again this year, but you expect that. I felt like amongst the rest of the cars, we saw a lot more competition than usual, and we all. But we also saw some really bad luck. And and for me, the one the one thing that stood out all weekend long was happened on on Saturday. And it was when Alex Bowman just got driven into the wall, um, killing his chances. And I felt like he had a car that could have made the A-Main. All right. I'm going to quote Alex on this. Oh, uh, well, d- be careful about quoting Alex on this. <laughs> no, At I least can- not from his Twitter. No, I can quote this um, because I talked to him right after that incident. Quote, I got cleaned out. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. And and I I believe he called, uh, I believe he called Blake Hahn a scrub after that one. He called him a few things after that one. (laughs) The the quote, the quote verbally was scrub. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something a little different on Twitter, I think. But um, now, Alex, I felt like he he had a great opportunity there and, you know, through no fault of his own, obviously went away, but let's get back to the original question. Overall, thoughts on the chili bowl um do we have two segments to work with here because there's a lot of overall we've got most of the rest of the show but try to keep it to a few bullets Uh, well We'll zero in all right i'm gonna i'm gonna staunchly disagree with your kkm benefit race comment because yes kkm won four out of five preliminary nights and won the finale again however the competition that people could not see on television this year was a whole lot closer than anybody would think just by looking at the box score and looking at the overall winners. While they did win, it was not it was it was not a runaway. Christopher Bell's preliminary night, he said straight up after the race, I didn't feel like I should have won that race. Logan Seavey's run Monday night was really the only true blowout from the entire week that I saw because Logan just kind of started from the pole, ran off, and left. But all the other nights, I mean, As one does. Larson, had, Larson had close competition for a while in that race. Zach Dahm was hounding him for the first little while before Larson eventually took control. Uh, the Wednesday night show was a, was a really good race, I mean, between, uh, between Rico and David Gra- I think it was David Gra- It was one of the Manafort cars. I think it might have been 
been gravel that uh, that ended up with that one. But uh, no, Rico certainly didn't have it uh, have it handed to him. Nor, like I said, we were talking about Bell. Bell's race Thursday night between he and Shane Golubic. Golubic actually it was led, a great race. Golubic led at two to go, and Bell had to slide him to get him back. And Christopher said after the race, you know. Shane probably should have won that race. I just managed to make the move stick. And he didn't feel confident going into Saturday that he had a car to win that race. But, you know, here, here's my thing with this. And I don't mean that. I didn't mean that comment in a snarky way or anything. Yeah. But just to say, I mean, look, KKM brought 13 AK-47s to the, to the gunfight. Yeah. And just, just to with be, 13 just, of the best drivers in the business. Hang on. I want to clarify that. They brought 13 cars for 11 drivers. Okay, two, 11 two, drivers. two of those cars were in the race of champions Tuesday night for Logan Seavey and Larson. But but the point being is, you know, we can sit here and say, well, shouldn't have won, didn't win by that much. They won. It was just like they won. Four out of five nights, they won. On Saturday, they were basically, that was the show. Um, and, you know, it... it they just have, to me, between Keith Coons and then, of course, Rusty as his his Brother. guys. Yeah, um, I just feel like those. That's your deal right there for the Chili Bowl. My comment after the race was over on Sunday morning, um, as I was thinking about taking a nap before breakfast, huh. um, <laughs> was that uh, I think Christopher Bell wins at least five uh in a row and i think kkm has got at least five more coming before another organization stops them now you can agree or disagree and we'll see what happens but that organization is an amazing group of people and the thing is they just keep getting better it seems like every year better better drivers a better mix of drivers it's like it it just it seems like it just keeps going um but I do agree, as I said, that I think the competition overall seemed like it was a little bit more elevated yes. this year. No, absolutely. Um, the competition was much more elevated this year than it has been in the past. And really, uh, the, we didn't see a lot out of the Clawson Marshall Racing Stable this no. year. But quite frankly, that's because they endured every vestige of bad luck that there was to endure this year, uh, just to be frank. I mean, Zeb Wise in his preliminary night on Monday night got buried through no fault of his own. He had an incident during his uh, his A qualifier race that just completely buried him. He had to come out of the B main, and there was just no luck after that. He raced his way all the way up to like ninth, I think, in the in the feature. But you know, Zeb had no luck. Came back at the end of it to almost transfer to the A and get Chili Bowl Rookie of the Rookie of the Year honors, which for him was really cool. Um, you know, you had Tyler Courtney who had a car fast enough to win the race, but had to come from the back twice yeah. once because he transferred through the B and once because he spun halfway. If he didn't have that spin, that car was fast enough to contend with Christopher and Kyle for the victory. And Sunshine knew that. It's why he was so mad at himself when I talked to him after the race Saturday. And he looked at me point blank and said, we had a chance and I screwed it up. Uh, and, you know, it. Things happen. You know, the best drivers in the world spin every once in a while and, and make mistakes, and you, you learn from it. But, every, you know, this was much closer than the final outcome would lead it to appear to be. And there was a lot of good competition across the board. There were a lot of drivers that had some great showings that I really, uh, I really felt like went, un, I don't want to say unnoticed, but 
didn't get the credit that they deserved for the runs that they had. Clinton Boyles almost went through four features and got all the way to uh, to the C main. He came see, up a few spots short, came from the G, and almost got to the C. See, that for me is what the Chili Bowl is about. If if you can start deep in the soup and get up to the you know the C or the B, uh, to me that's Chili Bowl. Yes, it, you know you, obviously the big prize takes place on you know in the in the A main, but you know watching those guys that start deep in the alphabet soup and watching them try to climb forward. Right for me, because um, those guys are driving their tails off. I mean, there's no question about. The fact that a, a guy like that deserves credit. And I feel like sometimes, even with the broadcast, which, you know, I guess we can get into that a little later. But um, I feel like those are things that ought to be a bigger part of the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. And, and since Tom's referenced a few times, it got over in the wee hours of Sunday morning. Uh, let me <laughs> just. it did. It did. Like one thirty. What the A main didn't start until one o'clock. Yeah, yeah, almost one o'clock Eastern time. Um, And let me just say to that that there were a lot of hurdles that the track crew behind the scenes had to jump through over the course of the evening that many people did not get to see, and even we in the media side didn't get to see it till long afterwards. But they, they, there were some serious hurdles with track preparation that they had to jump through that de- started developing around the E-Main. Explain that, that. I can't explain all of it because I don't have a full grasp of it, but um, what I do know is, at least from from what I've been told, is that the track was starting to come up in some spots that was going to make it very dangerous for the drivers if it wasn't tended to and tended to the right way, which is why they took some additional steps and additional efforts to make sure that when they ran it back in, it would be safe for the remainder of the night. And I cannot fault, you know, I can't fault anybody from the promotional staff, the track staff, the event staff for that because it was a challenge that they had never faced before in 32 prior runnings. It was a very unusual thing that they had to kind of deal with on the fly, and I applaud them for do, make, making the effort to do it the right way so that we not only saw a safe well, race, I agree. but we saw a very, very good race when it came down to it. The, you know, what's hard And is, it's hard because you can't start any earlier. You're already starting at 10 well, a.m. <laughs> yeah, and this is, well, this is what happens when you have a race where you allow 350-plus cars to enter, and I'm not suggesting right. that we reduce it. Um, I mean, I, th- I think the I think there's the kind of a purists would have your head, you know, <laughs> but but at the same time, I also will say this. They've got to figure something different out, in my opinion, because you're not the, the field isn't going to decrease. No. Anytime soon. I mean, if, if anything, anything, it's going to increase. Yeah, I feel like you're you're going to just keep creeping up two or three cars a year or well, five or whatever. So but, so here's my thought to this really quickly, because I know we're coming up against a break here. Before no, we got we a couple minutes. Oh, do we? Okay. Well, my, my thought here is perhaps changing around the Friday schedule a little bit to get done earlier, you know, get the Friday preliminary program done maybe around 4 or 5 o'clock and save some of your prime time on Friday Friday night 
to run some of the lower mains. Get some of that out of the way so you do have more time on Saturday to work with. Well, that's a thought. I mean, you know, if you're, I, I think I feel like the purists might kill me for saying that. Well, but so do like your GED. No, no, no. no. Well, no, keep, <laughs> Allie. Let's keep in mind this goes all the way down to where you have twin O mains. Yeah. We started at O and worked our way all the way up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's and, how many cars see, we have. I think part of the problem. <laughs> I, I, think, that I think I just broke Allie. Yeah. yeah. Part of the problem that exists here is is the fact that you're trying to requalify, you know, most of 350 cars. Well, yeah, they in they, one they, day because the, um, the whole the whole point is that every you know they they want everybody who attends and can start to have the opportunity to run in some main in the alphabet. Right. So I I feel like, and we can pick this up after the break. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a way that you could do that and and make it so that you don't have to. You you had a good idea with a Friday night. I got another thought, and I'll I'll hold it till after the break, just because we don't have time to get all the way through it accurately and discuss it. So we're, let's let's take a break. When we come back on the other side, we'll pick up the chili bowl discussion. We are. Working our way through a couple of hours of motorsports conversation on the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and of course, our friends at mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. We'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, post it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Garrett Smithley, driver of the number nothing Chevrolet for JD Motorsports, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. And now that we know nothing about what's going on uh, at JD Motorsports this season with Garrett Smithley, we come back to the stock car show. Yeah, so what is going on at JD Motorsports? Is, do uh, they have nothing? Garrett's driving nothing. Yeah, Garrett's driving we nothing. Garrett's that. back? Yeah, Garrett's, Garrett's back. driving well, Garrett's nothing. Garrett's back, yeah. That, that was, he told me that at Homestead, that he was basically done with that deal. Um, I, I Blake am, Cook. Yeah, Blake Cook is in the four. Garrett's in the zero. Garrett's in the zero, and, and beyond that, we're not 100% sure. Uh, they have the 01 and the 15, right? Yeah, I think the 01, uh, the 01 is their flagship number, yeah, so I believe that's think, the, I heard something about that, but like, uh, we'll, we'll look that up for later. Um, we'll, we'll talk some more Chili Bowl here because we were discussing... Yes, let's. We, we were discussing what could we do with the format to make it a little bit less wieldy on Saturday because, I mean, I... I look, I... I've been a part of the O'Reilly Auto Parts National Indoor Cup Championship at Batesville the last good number of years. It's also an indoor dirt track race, and yeah. we also have a lot of races. Now, we don't – obviously, it's not as big on the scale as the Chili Bowl, but what happens when you have all of these these events, like the, these, these races to get through, is you run yourself out of what I call wiggle room. So if you have a situation with the track – if you have, you know, something happen where you have an extra long delay, then it, what, it just, it's sort of like a brake check situation on the highway. It just goes all the way back, you know, and all the way through the, the, the group. So um, for me, my thought would be, is there a way that we could maybe take, you know, one more car or two more cars out right. of each of the prelims? so that we don't have so many cars that we're trying to qualify and maybe we can well, decrease the answer to, the answer to that is is no because you're not going to change how many cars start the A main you can't the preliminary nights only lock in cars to the A main Every, everybody else is still going to have to requalify on but Saturday my point regardless is, could could we take well, yeah, I guess it would the make that many yeah, difference the, the in the preliminary, number of cars. The prelimin- because, yeah, the preliminary yeah. night results set where yeah. you See, are in the suit. That's what's hard. You got 350 cars, and you're trying to 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 run everybody. And you really, I mean, honestly, it almost behooves what you said. Go earlier with your daily programs, and you know, and start not running even your, all the daily programs, just the Friday program, so that you can start some of the alphabets Friday I night. Mean, I mean. You could go earlier, like you said, but you could also drop it down a lap or two. Well, I mean, you not do, much. You're but, already. I mean, uh, most of the lower mains are already only ten laps. Yeah, I mean, That's there's not, not a lot of time. Isn't it? Yeah. Ow, well, Allie, Allie, the I'm, problem is I'm, your flip uh, count would go up to 120. Yes, um, and it was already high. By by the 74? way, four. Uh, wrong, sir. Seventy five. Thank you very much because of what happened at the end of the race. Uh, so for oh, any, they're they're gonna count Christopher it Bell's does, yes, donut flip. It, it counts, Christopher, <laughs> and I was told that by Brian Holbert after post race. Christopher Bell flipped his car during his victory donuts 
and it counted in the flip count. And I approve that it counted because it should have counted. It shouldn't count. It's a wrong. It wasn't during deal. racing. It's a post-race deal. It doesn't Come matter. On. I mean, it's if he does a backflip off of his car, are you going to count that as a flip count? He if Carl Edwards does a flip, is that going to count <laughs> as a flip, flip count? referring to cars, w- not people. I will say this. It's a flip. I will say this for that flip. You will probably never see that happen again in a post-race deal. That was the oddest thing, the way that that car just he went banked like it that. Off, it, he banked it off the cushion, and I don't think he it, realized how hard he banked it off gonna the cushion. I was going to say, you, it, was, it was like it was just the right angle and just the right trajectory to get that car to go over. It was, that and, was and, and, and what was even funnier is he gets out of the car, and he was laughing about it. Oh, he cool. thought he it probably was gave his fiance a he heart He just attack. won the Chili Bowl. What does he care that he flipped <laughs> yeah. the car? He is well, going to oh, And, it. oh, by the way, that car, has, that car is the same car that he won the 18 Chili Bowl with, so it's now two for two. I'm guessing they're probably... <laughs> Probably going to retire that one after that. Flip. You would think, um, but yeah, and, and that's—I mean—somehow we've got to reduce Saturday's schedule because somehow you the, and, and and like I said, you can't start any earlier. It's they—they they already opened the building at six a.m. to begin. Well, yeah, with. I mean, it's it—you just got to have less races. However, you get to it, because I'm—I'm I'm sorry, but starting the A main, and I realize we had an extra long delay, but. I mean, even if you subtract, let's say, half of that time for a normal yeah, the, track prep delay, schedule, you're still the, starting an hour, the you know, scheduled at start, the, Yeah, the ske- well, the, the scheduled start time for uh, the A-Main the last three years has been 1040 Central. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure that they've been on time once in they that were, time They frame. were on time two years ago. Okay, one, okay. one out of so three. So could we do it similar to like an Olympic style? Where you have multiple events going on at the same time, like is that arena no. big enough to have? Well, no, no. because you've only there's got one only track. one race. Yeah, there's only yeah. build a second one. Uh, there's <laughs> no room. Trust <laughs> me, there's no room. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're afraid of. This thing would have to yeah. be a month long event that starts on Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it. I mean, because look, here's the deal. I mean, as a fan, and and. And and I can only imagine what it's like for for the fans in the arena because they well, get there at hold on okay. they get there at you know early in the morning or whenever it is. That, a lot of that people get don't there. get there early um, in the morning. Actually, the, but, the stands were pretty empty for JJ Yaley's original run through the alphabet. But I guess I, I guess you know you're there for all these hours, and and eventually, I mean, you see people on camera yawning. They're just like, and and you're sitting at home, and it's it's just it's it's just bad. I mean. It, it's funny because somebody asked Kenny Wallace on Twitter, um, do you think that there may come a day when a major network would pick up the broadcast of the Chili Bowl? Kenny said, yeah, I could see it happening. And my immediate thought was, there isn't a network on this planet that, that would even consider um, uh, that event unless you can start the A-Main at eight or nine o'clock, you're not going to get them to adopt this. If the, you know you're going to be starting the A main at eleven o'clock no. or midnight, and, and, the, so, and the only net, the I mean, this isn't a major. And not network, to say so that they're even speak. they even care. Yeah, 
The only, the know, only, like the Lucas only place Oil I, wants it on there. The only place, yeah, Lucas Oil is such a big sponsor of the yeah. event that it makes sense for them. But, but uh, the only network I could see potentially trying to get the rights from Emmett at some point is NBCSN. I don't see big NBC or Fox trying to go for it. Well, but even NBCSN is not going to. They're not going to. You can't. Sure, work they would. With, they're trying to get all their motorsports properties with, in place, and they but, don't have anything else going with in, in the time January. and and the. You're not going to get the viewers. Is my point. You're you're not going to get. Because what you'd be looking for at that point is you'd be looking for new people who are not diehards like us who would buy the thing and watch it. Okay, you're looking for an well, audience if, of if people. If it goes to NBCSN, it would be free at that point, and they're looking for content on that network. But the, again, you're missing the point. They 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 don't want just content. They want content that draws ratings. There's a reason why we don't have more racing on these networks as it is. It's because they just don't draw big enough ratings numbers. Okay, you're not going to get an average person to to sit up until one in the morning to watch the big race. So. My opinion is, however you get to it, it's time for them to consider some sort of a format change, whether it's your idea of running some mains on Friday evening, whatever it's it's got to be. You got to get the A-main back up into the 8 to no later than 10 o'clock range because and see, that's you start the pro- losing and see, people that, from the East that's, Coast. That's the other problem is you have to deal with the hour time difference, and this thing is never going to move out of Tulsa, so you're always going to have the East Coast viewership be an hour ahead of when you're starting seven no o'clock, matter what. 7 o'clock uh, Central Time or 8 o'clock Central Time, it's starting. Because and unfortunately, with the un- unless they cap the entries, there's no way you're ever going to get to eight o'clock central. Time. Well, I mean, and that's uh, so you you basically wind up with what we have, which honestly is a mess. It, it's a mess. I mean, you you can't. There was nothing about that the other night that was after about ten or ten thirty. There was nothing about that that was fun as a viewer sitting there just watching. You know, rod end commercials and, you know, and and even when we had driver intros, we're watching Bob Dillner talk to other people. Like, why are we not seeing driver intros? And see, that was disappointing because they missed the best moment of pre-race the entire weekend when when Logan Logan Seavey walks out with a giant sign that says, no three-peat tonight, and yeah. then he has to tweet later, well, I look pretty dumb now, don't I? <laughs> so yeah. did Rico Abreu come out on anybody's shoulders? No. he No, there, <laughs> Scott Bloomquist was not there to put Rico on his shoulders. Oh, I mean, man, Christopher Bell should have done it. Oh, my gosh, that, that would have been, been priceless. That would have been funny. But, I mean, you know, I thought the broadcast, honestly, is very disappointing because I, I, I feel like, you know, we start talking about it and I want to get back to it because we kind of got off track. But I want to get back to some of the the drivers that we didn't we don't hear from enough. Well, I yeah, feel I, like I, those are the guys that we ought to be filling yes. time with. Yes. And it just feels completely like they make it up on the spot. And we had this long delay and had nothing prepared to make it worth right. us sitting there and watching it. And, exactly. And I don't want to be too critical because I love the Chili Bowl. I'm not trying to be, you know. But, let, I mean, it is what it is. I, I thought, honestly, I thought this was about the worst Chili Bowl broadcast presentation that I think I've ever seen on, on Lucas Oil mm-hmm. itself. I just, and it's not, it's nobody's fault except for whoever is directing it. And honestly, in the A-Main, the camera work toward the end, 
They were showing 10th place. They were showing 12th place. They were showing 5th place. Nothing. It, we missed too much of the winning battle. And, and it just was, it, it, it was, I thought it was just very awkwardly done. And, and the direction in the, in the A-Main was just mm. not good. So we're going to hear from Christopher Bell a little bit later. But yes. coming up after this next break, we're actually going to hear from one of the drivers that I believe falls under the category of majorly impressed but flew under the radar for yes, a while. I agree. And he landed on the podium with a brand-new team in Justin Grant. Yep. Looking forward to that. We will talk with Justin Grant and get his thoughts on the Chili Bowl and his podium. You're listening to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and we will be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety, you can and you should. If you're a driver and you need safety gear, you should find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com and uh, also by mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Ali Belay in the main studio mm-hmm. here at uh, Race Chaser Studios in Mooresville, North Carolina. We've got... Uh, our producer in the back in the tech shed, Randy Miller, capably punching audio buttons, and Chris Murdoch I on thought, the video I, I, side. For, for a minute, when you hesitated, I'm like, you forgot Randy. No, I was going there. It's okay. I'm used to it. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Uh, and on the phone, 
we have Justin Grant, our podium finisher from the Chili Bowl on Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on where you were sitting at yeah. the time. Uh, Justin, first of all, welcome to the program. Really happy to have you on uh, a program called The Stock Car Show, but uh, we talk all kinds of racing here. And congratulations on really an outstanding run in that A-Main. I thought you really did yourself proud there. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. It was uh, it was a good week, and uh, glad, glad it all went well. <laughs> Justin, from Saturday night, you and I talked about this through the day, but I feel like there were a lot of people that maybe looked at your guys' deal and, and, and said it was a bit of a surprise to see the Rams organization sitting where you guys were going into this and then to come away with, with a top three finish out of it. But you and I have discussed this, and the whole situation with Rick Young and Jeff Taylor from Rockwell Security and everything that's gone into this 4A program, I mean, this is not a small team like some people might believe at first glance. I mean, you guys have put a lot into this to make it a small powerhouse, so to speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we're, uh, we're definitely we're small in size, I would say, but, uh, but, but really only in that regard. Um, you know, the you know, Rick Young and, and Rams racing, they've, you know, given me all the pieces that we, uh, that we needed to go out and compete. And, um, and, you know, we, we are small or there's not very many of us and, you know, you know, basically one car and, and, uh, Oh, can you guys hear me? Yep. yep. Sure can. Oh, okay. Thought I, thought I lost you there for a second. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's a, we're, we're a small team, but, uh, but, but we've got, we've got the resources that we need. And, and, uh, you know, I don't think that being only one car holds us back in any way. You had a tumultuous, uh, couple of months to end the 2018 season, but I'm curious, you know, take, take us back. What started the conversation between you and Rick and led you guys to putting this deal together? Um, well, I had actually, ra- I had actually raced with Rick, um, uh, when I was, Oh, I was probably was I fifteen, sixteen out on the West Coast, and um, and he had gotten a hold of me when he moved to Kansas City, and so that he was, uh, you know, he's in the Midwest now, and if if we could ever go racing and do something together, to to let him know, and he'd, he'd like to go racing. And so that was probably you know, that message was probably five years ago, and um, when everything, uh, you know, when when everything with my with my last uh, deal kind of changed, he, you know, he reached out and said hey you know would now be a time that we can go racing and I said yeah I think it is what what has been the most enjoyable for you working with the 4a guys because and I was looking in you know watching you guys work I guess leading up into the C and B main on Saturday but I know what uh, you and you and Clinton Boyle spent a lot of time back in the hall or uh, working over pouring over notes and making sure everything was uh, was as right as it could be going into the 55 lapper and it, it it really showed I mean you guys had a lot of speed when it came time to biz- time to get down to business Yeah yeah we um you know working with these guys has been has been a blast you know they've uh, they've you know provided everything everything that we need and, and, uh, and, you know, not only in parts, but, but in the environment as well, you know, they've, uh, they've really, they've really given me kind of the, the environment I need to, to thrive in. Um, and then was able to get, yeah, able to get AJ Parker and, and Clinton Boyles to come down and, and help me, uh, work on the thing. And, and, uh, and those two guys, you know, they worked their tails off all week for me. And I think where a lot of guys would have, uh, would have gotten annoyed with, 
how many times we went over things and through things and and uh, and redid things and and all of that. Those guys, they never uh, they never did. They just kept doing it, and uh, and and hopefully they're glad they did. You know, I think it I think it paid off. I don't think a lot of people realize, Justin, the the we see the the events, the feature events or whatever. I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, you're there all day long for a week, basically. I know, obviously, only one day of that is your prelim night, whichever night that you qualify. But um, as you said, you know, continually just changing the car, going through it, making sure the the crews really work their tails off in a race like this. And you've got a brand new team. It's pretty remarkable what you accomplished uh, for just kind of coming together and to be able to go out and, and podium at the chili bowl in that circumstance, pretty amazing against some of the, you know, the bigger teams that have a, probably a lot more uh, resources and obviously more drivers than you guys do to compare notes with. Yeah. I mean, you know, those guys, is, those guys are definitely a little, uh, a little thicker than ours, but, uh, but you know, our, our little team's got a lot of heart and, uh, and, and we want to run races just as bad. Uh, but to, you know, and, and to, uh, you know, to those guys' credit, you know, uh, you know, some of those big teams were, were very helpful in, in starting this deal. You know, they, um, they really got us pointed on the, on the right direction and, you know, at the baseline and, and, uh, and that was, you know, that was tremendously helpful, um, kind of shorten our learning curve up a little bit. And, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of what we were able to do in, in, in a short amount of time. That included might I add, a, a preliminary win on Friday night, your third win in a row in the Friday prelim at the Chili Bowl. But Great race, too. I think, I, I think equally as important, not just for you, Justin, but the fact that that, that was Rick's first major win as, as a car owner. I mean, that had to feel really, really good to be able to give him that. Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely, uh, you know, it was definitely it was gratifying for everybody, and, uh, definitely a bit of a weight off of my shoulders you know after i've been uh i've been hey we need more money we need <laughs> we gotta buy this stuff we gotta we need this we need that and 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 uh you know i never you know and to their credit they never they never questioned anything they never they never said oh are you sure or, but uh but it but it took a bit of a weight off of my shoulders and i like see there he was worth it we did it <laughs> you did it all right that was a really really great race on friday night i was very impressed with the way that uh, you were able to perform in that one. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I've been, you know, been fortunate to get a lot of laps around Chili Bowl over the years. And, yep, uh, it showed. And been fortunate to, to run a lot of uh, high-level races, and, and that, uh, you know, that all that all helps a ton when you get in those situations. What was that battle like on Friday night between you and Tanner? Obviously, it was the only feature of the week to go caution-free, but you two going in and out of traffic the way you did, and there were, I think, two points during that main event where he looked like he was going to have you and, and found a way to hold on. Yeah, you know, lap traffic was, was really, really thick, and uh, it was getting a bit tough to, to get through there without getting yourself in a bad position. You know, they were kind of... Uh, two by two and in a few rows deep so it wasn't uh there wasn't a lot of room to maneuver and, and uh, i knew Tan- tanner was going to be uh going to be tough you know he'd been good been really good earlier in the week during the race of champions and, and he was fast all all week in practice and uh so i knew he was going to be a, a major contender and and i knew he was running second and so uh just trying to get through the lap cars as quick as we could without getting into trouble and i saw him roll up under me a couple times you know and and uh 
we just kind of, kind of try and park a lap car in front of them and get ourselves a little breathing room and get away again. For the Saturday race now, obviously you've had three years in a row where you've been locked into the A feature, and I know how big a uh, a weight that is off any driver's shoulders, but was it a little more so this year with you knowing that you were in a new situation to still come out and say, hey, we can do this just like we have been? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it was you know, it was, uh, it was huge, you know, um, mostly to, mostly to prove to myself that, you know, that, that I can do it, um, in, in a different situation, you know, um, that was, it was, yeah, it was huge for me in that respect. And, and it was, you know, huge for the team for just, uh, you know, just coming together and then, and then to be there just hanging out all day Saturday, waiting, waiting for our turn to go and not having that, uh, not having that anxiety of, um, you know, are we going to make it in or not? And, you know, you know, we knew, we knew when we woke up Saturday morning, what we were, what we were going to do. Was there ever any point during all of this, Justin, because you did have to bounce around a little bit before the opportunity with Rick came together, was there ever a point where you wondered if maybe you weren't going to have a midget ride for this coming year? Um, no, not really. I mean, the, the Rick and I's deal came together, you know, pretty immediately, um, but it was just a matter of getting everything put together and built um, is what, what took, you know, a little bit of time and, and hence my bouncing around for a little bit. Um, but, but I knew, you know, I knew I had this on the, I knew I had this on the, on the table and I knew it was, uh, it was going to be there just as, just as soon as I got home from California and had time to get it put together. Well, definitely a great round of the Chili Bowl. If you don't mind, Justin, we're going to ask you to hang on a little bit. We have to uh, step aside for a moment and we'll pick you up on the other side. More with Justin Grant coming up as the Stock Car Show continues, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We'll be right back. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. 
It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, and mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. You could be an IT professional in as little as four months. Go to mycomputercareer.edu, mycomputercareer.edu, and take their free career evaluation today. We continue with the show and our guest, Justin Grant, who finished in third in this weekend's uh, Chili Bowl and talking with Justin about uh, the race and his, uh, you know, his team, the new team that uh, was put together. Um, I'm curious what your 2019 looks like, Justin. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna follow uh, limited, you know, kind of follow a limited USAC schedule with the uh, with the 4A midget. Um, probably run about twenty, about twenty of their races. We won't do the whole thing, but we'll hit all the ones that we want to be at. Mm-hmm. And so, then, uh, and then on the sprint car side, I'm uh, I'm gonna again be in the top motorsports number four. Uh, so really looking forward to running, you know, the whole USAC sprint car deal with that and try and go after a championship. And hopefully we can pick up where we left off with that car at the end of the year went, went really well. And so really looking forward to that. And then I'll uh, also be running the, the full USAC silver crown schedule with uh, the Himmelgarten 92 car. Nice. Yeah. So ninety-one car. I, 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 I was going to okay. say, wait, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> that yeah. that threw me off for a second there because I knew the Hemelgarn number was always ninety-one. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what changed there? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long couple weeks. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, you you mentioned that it's going to be a, a part-time midget schedule this year with you and Rick, but um, in in looking at the schedule and some of the expansion that that has been there, I mean, we're, we're as a, from a driver's standpoint, and I guess maybe even a little bit from the fan side of you, were, were you surprised and and impressed with what USAC's been able to do to grow the schedule on the midget side this year? Because I don't think any of us were really expecting, you know, thirty-three races for them. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been, you know, they've been steadily expanding, you know, kind of everything the last few years, and, and this one is a little bigger jump than they've taken the, you know, in the past few years. But, uh, but no, it's great. You know, I think, um, I think it's great for the midgets to have have a bigger schedule and, and more high paying races throughout the year. You know, and and with uh, with Nos Energy Drink coming on board as a title sponsor of, of the midget series, that's uh, that's huge too. You know, there's uh, there's seems like there's lots of exciting things going on in in our world right now. How huge, not just from a series standpoint, but for you as well, was being able to bring the the backing that NOS has given you over to Rams and to Rick's team for this year? Because I know they've been a huge part of your career the last few years. 
Yeah, yeah, they've been, you know, they've been, um, you know, you know, big. They've offered me a ton of support the last few years, and and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm forever thankful to them for that. And uh, you know, and I hope I'm doing a good job of representing their their brand and their product. And but uh, bringing them to the bringing them to Rams Racing in the 4A was great. You know, we uh, brought them on as, as as title sponsor of the 4A, and and we're really looking forward to carrying their brand all year. Do tell, by the way, because you mentioned uh, you mentioned promoting the brand a little bit, and I couldn't help. It was the first time I'd seen it in person. When, uh, your Victory Lane celebration on Friday night. Where did the whole uh, opening the NOS can on your helmet thing come from? Um, we we just funny enough. I guy that another guy that we raced with was laughing at these videos of these uh, like college kids doing it with like a, a beer you know and then they, they do it with a beer on their head like they don't wear a helmet and they just like smash it on their head and then they and then they like you know drink drink the smashed open beer so he's laughing at it and we got joking around about oh if you win you should do that with an off can and and uh and so we did it once and and now it's now it's uh, it's just kind of what we're doing. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I I seem to remember that the first time you did that it went viral on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, everybody's pretty excited about it, and it was <laughs> you know it was a lot of fun. Nos is a lot of fun to work with. They um, you know they they uh, you know they, they encourage you to be yourself. And, I was just and gonna yeah. say yeah, they they feed that monster absolutely yeah. Um, what what has the success for you at the Chili Bowl the last couple of years? What has that meant to you, knowing that obviously it's the crown jewel of midget racing, but that it's so hard against the fields that you guys race there every year to be able to do that again year after year? Yeah, Chili Bowl's always had a had a special place in my heart. Um, you know, for for the most part, I'm I'm considered a, a sprint car guy. I think, um, but I. You know, I actually, I started out as a midget guy. And so when I was a kid, you know, that was when I was 12, 13, 14, that's, I was going to Chili Bowl and watching. And, and that was, that was the pinnacle of racing, you know, as far as I was concerned. Um, so, so to go there and, and, you know, I think the, the, I'd been racing, I think I've run maybe 10 or 11 Chili Bowls now. And, you know, I think four years ago was the, was the first year I made the show there. And that was, you know, just to finally make the show there was was huge, and to and and then to go back with uh, Clawson Marshall and, and lock in and run well, and then uh, you know it's been it's been really really incredible, and it really means a lot to me to to be able to go into that building and, and perform the way that we have the last uh, the last three or four years, um, and then this year was this year was extra special, you know, to to do it with Rams Racing, and 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 I've I've been a lot bigger part of this team than than I was um, previously. And so it's, you know, this year was, this year was really, really special. You know, I kind of, kind of proved to myself anyways, that, that, that I can go in there and, and compete and, and do it, you know, the, the way that I want to do it. You talk about the fact that you think you probably know more as a sprint guy. Uh, what do you like better? What do you enjoy racing more sprint cars or midgets? Uh, I like everything on what it was built to be raced on. Right, so I, I I love midgets on little quarter mile, fifth mile bull rings, um, like Chili Bowl, like like some of the small, you know, the smaller places we go to. Um, I love sprint cars on half miles. You know, there, there's nothing cooler than a sprint car at Terre Haute or Eldora or you know Port Royal, places like that. That's uh, that's a lot of fun, and and I love Silver Crown cars on miles. Um, so I think you know 
I, I like, you know, I love them all equally in, in, in their proper environments. That's a fair answer, yeah. actually, yeah, and, and certainly one that I would expect coming from a driver who's run. It's the not bulk a definitive all. answer, no, it's not. but it's an answer. It's, it's an a answer. very interesting answer. It's yeah. kind of it's kind of like the answer I give when uh, whenever I people... just want to race. I don't care what it is. Right? That's <laughs> I love that old See, school. Exactly. Yeah. He's uh, the people's racer. Yeah. Yes. No. 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 The people's champ is Dave Darlin. Get no, that right. No, I said Allie. the people's racer. Okay. You're well. Still, I just didn't <laughs> want there to be any confusion there. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think, want to encroach on Dave. I don't think Dave would mind. <laughs> um, Justin, uh, obviously, NOS has been such a huge part of your career, but I know there's probably some other shout-outs that uh, you want to have a chance to give, and we want to give you that opportunity. So uh, what thank yous do you have uh, for everybody that's made this possible for you? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the first ones you know, you know, regarding this past week are, are obviously Rams Racing, um, with, with Rick Young and, and uh, Jeff Taylor at Rockwell Security. Um, they were, you know, they were kind of the big players in, in this deal. Um, and then you've got to think, uh, you know, Bell Helmets and Chris Wheeler and his whole team there, they've been, they've been huge help to me, you know, even, even beyond my, you know, just helmets. They've, you know, guys from the Bell shop in India are, you know, over here helping me dismount tires and, and wrap cars in the middle of the night after they got off of work, getting ready to go to Chili Bowl. And um, so, I, you know, Henchman, uh, Nancy and Joe, uh, Henchman race suits. They've been, you know, they've been great to me for a really long time, and and uh, they've they've always had my back and, and been in my corner, and I and I really appreciate that. Um, Himmelgarn, uh, my you know my Silver Crown team that I drive for, they they provided the shop space for me to to build these things and and let me use their their equipment. And uh, Dennis Lacava, uh, who takes care of Silver Crown cars, you know, he's a he he took care of their IndyCar program, and he's just you know, an absolute wealth of knowledge. And so that was having him around when we were building the cars was, was, you know, incredibly helpful. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there's people I'm missing. I, I hate doing these on the spot because I, I feel like I'm, I'm always going to leave somebody out and I, I feel terrible about when I, when that happens. But, uh, you know, I, we got to thank my sprint car team too. Um, Kevin Birchmeyer and top industries and top motorsports. Um, those guys, you know, they stuck, they stuck by me all, you know, we really struggled last year, um, for a long, long time. And they, uh, they stayed positive and stayed behind me and, and, uh, and, and things finally turned around, you know, and, and, and we got winning some races at the end of the year. And, and I felt like I, you know, really, really owed that to them for sure. After, after, uh, after a long year of struggles yep. and, and, uh, Mark Schamberger, the, the crew chief up there, you know, he, uh, he, he kept behind me. And I think we, I think, you know, we almost, only fought a few times, but it, <laughs> but it all, uh, we fought a but few it all, times. it all worked out, you know, and, and, uh, and, and they're, they're all, they're great guys up there. It's a, it's a long year, but, but we, we stuck together and got through it and, uh, and, and it paid off at the end. So I'm thankful for those guys for doing another year with me and, and what they've already done for me. And thank, you know, thankful to Himmelgarn Motorsports for not only providing me a silver crown team to drive for, but, but also helping with some of my other teams. And, uh, and then, and then, you know, Rams racing and Rockwell security for, for doing the midget thing. Um, and then, you know, all the, all the crew guys that help, you know, across the board, you touched on Clinton Boyles helping, helping us at Chili Bowl, um, who, you know, he had a pretty impressive run himself who he was racing yeah. earlier in the day and, uh, you know, we were getting into pole shuffle time and I, I told him, Hey, you know, do I need to replace you or can I count on you for the pole shuffle? And he's like, no, he's like, I'll get out at the top of the ramp and I'll be down there. So I don't know if anybody know like I don't know if anybody caught it, but at the top of the ramp, he's working on my car and 
cranking weight for me and, and doing all those things. And he's still in his driver's suit, and they were taking his car back to the trailer. And so just, uh, you know, having those people that, that, that care to support, you know, they care to support me um, means means so much, you know. And uh, A.J. Parker came down, and he's been coming to the shop with, with me and, and helping out a ton. And he's a great kid and works his, works his tail off, you know. It's, uh, it's cool. I remember being a, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old kid that just – wanted to be at the racetrack and just wanted, you know, that's, that was all that mattered. And so he's, uh, you know, he's definitely one of those kids and, mm-hmm. and that's, that's cool to see. So you uh, say that you, you're thank you thanked all your sponsors and your crew guys. I'm sure you've got a wife you got to thank too, who, I mean, behind oh, every yeah. great guy <laughs> is, is a great woman. Mind. I mean, come on. <laughs> forgot to thank your wife so, and your parents. Yeah. You got to thank your, your, you know, your, your significant other, you know, your wife and, you know, I'm sure she yes. she's so very for your supportive. Parents, you wouldn't even be here. Yes, I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible. I always I forget. I get so caught up. Make sure I get in touch on every sponsor and all that. And I and then I then I blow off the one that, that you know your biggest sponsor. Yeah. yeah, the one that yeah. Le- that lets you yeah. you know be yeah. able to work so, on the car till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and doesn't mind you you know coming in yes. late no, at my, night my waking is, her up. My wife is uh she's amazing. You know she's she's so understanding of, of what of what I do and, and and what this deal this whole deal takes to be successful you know she uh, we've got three kids and uh, she works full-time and you know there's there's many days where I'm supposed to pick the kids up from daycare and go home and get dinner ready and she ends up picking the kids up from daycare and getting dinner ready and I'm at the shop till one or two in the morning and so she's uh you know if she wasn't she wasn't as understanding as she is and as tough as she is uh then I wouldn't be nearly as successful as I am. Jacob, his wife's amazing, and we just saved him from yeah. about a week on the couch. <laughs> yeah. That's what just Wait, happened. Yeah, that, that, that is exactly what just <laughs> happened, and I think I think I would be remiss if I didn't close this by uh, by noting the fact that that two years ago, Justin, this whole journey started uh, with you in a hospital room with her as two of those three kids, the twins were uh, making their appearance. And now here we are a couple years later and we're still talking about you winning at the chili bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a great, uh, been a great, you know, few past years for me and my family. Um, you know, not only, you know, and, you know, racing really has taken off in that time and, and, uh, and home life has really taken off in that time. You know, we've had twins and, and, uh, and, you know, things have really, things have really taken off in all aspects of our life. And it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a, been a great few years and, and I, I hope it continues the way it is right now. Well, we're looking for, we'll get you back on the show again, uh, sometime over the summer in, in the midst of your summer schedule and check in and see how you're doing. And, uh, you know, we certainly wish you all of the best in the upcoming season. Congratulations on a great run. Yeah, thank you. As long as you continue to not let me forget to thank my wife, I'll come on any time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to remind you to thank your wife. <laughs> All thank right. you. That's, that's Justin Grant. She endured twins for him, and he yeah. didn't even thank her. Back with more of the Stock Car Show right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. And, of course, the folks from HMS Motorsport were out at the Chili Bowl all week long with their trackside services i went and visited uh, austin langenstein a few times at the trackside services van yeah i just hated that uh he wasn't amongst the driver field he did this too year, but uh yeah hopefully maybe next year get back in the in the chili bowl again but uh we come back and talk about chili bowl and we had a good time talking we to did. justin grant now it's time to hear from the winner of the chili bowl yes again i want to say <laughs> I want to set this up first, by the way, because um, you can't talk about the fact that Christopher Bell won the Chili Bowl for a third year in a row without talking about the utter heartbreak that Kyle Larson has endured for two straight years now. Last year, it was not 
of his own doing because the engine let go, and, well, that just sucked. Um, but this year, as Kyle so uh, eloquently said to me after the race, he gave it away, more or less. He uh, missed the bottom coming off turn four to the white flag, which he let Bell get close the door. enough. And then he missed the bottom again in one and two and yep. let Christopher get alongside. And you open that door, somebody of Christopher's caliber is not going to uh, let uh, go without making you pay for that mistake. Yep. And he did. He got inside. He cleared Kyle. Kyle tried to move him back up the track coming to the checkered flag and Christopher said nope nope sorry not happening well and and let me let me be clear about something for those listening or watching this that may have the opinion that Christopher Bell punted Kyle Larson absolutely not correct Christopher Bell made a move that every single racer would make it's called a bump and run. No, and really, he, he it wasn't even know. that. He it was more even... of a root gouge. There, he... there was a little bit of contact, but hang, hang. the door was already yes. open. And hang on a minute, because Christopher actually explained this, and Kyle said the both of them had their story yep. straight. The contact happened when Kyle tried to pinch Christopher. Right. My point is, this was not a dirty move. No, the door was com- wide Just open. Th- Christopher the whole ran the bottom, of that and then being... when he was inside, Kyle tried to pinch him, yeah. and that was where the contact I mean, came that from. That was ridiculous. Christopher, that... Christopher did not initiate any contact. It was crazy that people were getting on Christopher's case for for punning um, he Kyle did Larson no such because thing. there was not no, at all. That was a great move and a move that any racer would have made. Amen. And and what I thought was interesting is somebody earlier in the day had said something to Christopher about you do realize if you win this is your third in a row it's a hat trick. And he looked at him and he goes, "What's a hat trick?" <laughs> Obviously, Christopher's not a hockey fan. Obviously not. Well, he's from <laughs> Oklahoma. I don't know that they have a hockey in Oklahoma. Yeah, well, maybe not. Anyway, I don't think that, they do. But the, a I hat trick. Maybe a hat trick. States they don't have a hockey team for those of you wondering is three goals in one game well yes so yeah anyhow so with all that said after Let's all the, the pomp and circumstance was done all that fun stuff i did get a chance to catch up with uh christopher bell on his third consecutive uh, chili bowl win and let me just uh preface this he was in a really 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 good mood after this hang win on because he did, hang on will i be shocked okay I'm done. yeah he, he wasn't expecting this and it led to uh, it led to some some fun moments during the interview you're about to hear which is uh which is straight out of uh, the post-race coverage that I had from uh, from Saturday night. So I, I, I will uh, I will warn the enthusiasm is is very high here. Let's hear from Christopher Randy. <laughs> Live from the Chili Bowl presented by My Race Pass, and this kid Christopher Bell just showed you what he took home again. Yes, that is a third Golden Driller Trophy, and arguably in the most thrilling of fashions. Last lap pass. I know you've talked about it a bunch already tonight, but. My goodness, the range of emotions in half a lap. What was that like? Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't get emotional during the race. Um, so, I, you know, I, I didn't – you don't even think whenever you're driving the race car, so the, the emotion is really turned off. But uh, whenever I cross that finish line, buddy, and I'm pretty sure I could hear the crowd, um, I think. So was the crowd loud? Yes. Okay. I, I was pretty sure I could hear him, and and you know I was just, just I was blown away. You know, and it, it's moments like that right there that makes this race so 
so special. And I, I don't understand what it is about this racetrack, these cars, but the, it it never ceases to amaze me, like how this place just continues to to wow people. And uh, it's such a level. You said last year you were heartbroken that the fans were robbed of a finish when Kyle's engine let go. Tonight, they got the finish. But you just said a moment ago, you're still heartbroken for Kyle. Well, you know, I, I know how bad he wants it. And and I really, I'm not going to say I thought it was his year, but uh, I didn't feel good on Thursday whenever I won. And and I, I thought I was going to have, I did have a hard time winning the race. But uh, I just, um, I know how he feels. You know, I, I this race has been my P1 for a long time. And, you know, I, I've started on the front, I don't know how many times, and I didn't win. So I've been there, and, and he's been there a lot more than I have. So I uh, I hope he gets one of these, one, one a driller one of these days, but he didn't this year. <laughs> you said, I've never seen you like you were on Thursday night, where you were so disappointed in yourself for not running what you felt like was a good race. How did you put all of that behind you refocus and go in and do what you just did tonight man it's just a switch i don't know what it is but race car drivers whenever you put the helmet on um yeah like i said you you have no emotions you don't think you just do so uh i luckily the race played into my favor there going green um i'm always a, a better long run racer than i am a short run racer and um i didn't really think it was my race tonight like i was telling everybody earlier we had three starts where it worked out perfect. I was able to get in behind Logan and log laps. And the fourth start, I fall all the way back to fourth. And uh, and then get back to third, pass Logan, yellow, pass Logan, yellow, and get put back. So, uh, honestly, I, I didn't think it was meant to be this year. But um, it worked out at the end. Being a hometown favorite, obviously, you grew up coming to this building. To have another one, d- does it get any better than this? No. This is what motorsports means to me. And I know that trophy is also really special. You've got the first winner, the car, in your living room. Where's the trophy going to go? Uh, so it actually, it's not in my living room. It's in my dining room. But I have a, uh, you know, a little, I guess, a, I don't know what it's called, a box. It has my suit, my shoes, my gloves in it. And on top of that box are my two golden drillers from the Chili Bowl and one golden driller from the Tulsa Shootout. And uh, tomorrow afternoon... It's going to be another seven. Yep, there'll be four of them up there. Oh, man. That smile's not going to go away for a while. We know that. Uh, Christopher Bell, now a three-time champion consecutively of the Chili Bowl Nationals. He'll go back for number four in 2020, I would have to believe. I mean, you know the answer to that. Come on. I'm going to run this race till I die. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted to hear him say it again. Christopher Bell, champion of the Chili Bowl. So Tom just yelled at me for two dumb questions. No, just one. Just one? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you when you ask a boy who basically, for all intents and purposes, grew up at the Chili Bowl and in that that arena, um, he's just won his third in a row, and you say, does it get any better than this? What do you expect for an answer? Why, yes. Actually, I would rather have crashed it on lap one. Like... <laughs> It's just one of those, it's not a dumb question, just a duh question. <laughs> or did you expect him to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to Disney? <laughs> well, he might. Well, I mean, no, he's, he's got, got some you, time you never before. Know. He does have some time yeah. before Daytona. So. Unless he does testing. 
His yeah. I mean, his enthusiasm was infectious though, sure on was. Saturday night. I loved every minute of it, as as I know he did. And uh, the other thing, too, that stuck out to me was, was Keith Coons and how continually amazed he is with the success that these guys have. I mean, Keith, you know, Keith said in the post-race press conference, you know, when these two get behind the wheel of my cars, number one, I'm thankful that they trust me enough to keep coming back. But number two, he said, I just love watching them like everybody else does. He says, you know, I can, I can watch them and know that they know how to race each other and know that they're not going to do anything stupid. And you can just sit back and, and enjoy the show after that. It's so rare, isn't it, Tom? That, it is. That we, you, to even have one driver of their caliber in a generation, but to have two at the same time, yeah, and, and, you know, just think about what might have been if uh, Kevin Swindell had been able to keep going these last Well, let- at- <laughs> more on that after the break. You're listening to the Stock okay, Car Ryan Show presented Seacrest. by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. We will be right back. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. 
For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. I'm Kaz Grala, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com and also by mycomputercareer.edu. Talent for, or training rather, for a better life. And of course, with mycomputercareer.edu, you could become an IT professional in as little as four months. So just go to the website at mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You can do it online or at one of their seven campuses across the U.S. My Computer Career Training for a Better Life. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Ali Boulay, Randy Miller behind the glass over there in the tech shed, and uh, Chris Murdoch over there as well, handling all of the various and sundry production duties for the show quite capably. We are into our lightning round for we need a thunderclap this evening yeah we, the sound little, effect uh, for yeah that. Oh, or at least the I, beginning of acdc's thunderstruck something like that something like that um, anyway yeah lots of stuff to to talk about here it's it's just um it feels to me like we need two segments if we're going to dive into what's upcoming and and things that we could talk about from a a, a question standpoint to do around the table debate with, but I think I'm going to start with the upcoming Rolex 24, which of course is yeah, the, there is that this weekend. Yeah, this coming weekend uh, already on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. already, yeah, already. It's uh, it's getting here quick. Um, and I, I, I have to like drag myself out of the depths of post chili bowl to make sure I'm excited enough for this weekend. And, and I'm then go- before you know it, it's going to be Daytona. I know. Let's not let's not go there. Uh, but <laughs> it it's comes so much warmer down is. there. Well, most of the time. Anyway. Uh, okay, so the question for the, for around the table here is very simple: How much of the twenty four hours are you actually going to watch, Jacob? I usually average about twelve to fourteen. Um, I'll, there's about a six to eight hour block during the overnight hours that I'll usually fall asleep and make sure that I'm ready about, you know, six thirty seven a.m. when the sun starts coming up to be able to see it yeah. all the way through the conclusion. But I, I usually average about 12 to 14 hours every year of, of the 24. There have been years where I've done more, um, I can tell you this will probably not be one of those years. Just <laughs> I, I'm still wiped out from Chili Bowl, so yeah, I, it'll take you a week to. It, it'll take me a week to get totally, uh, totally back to full song. But I do intend to watch as much of it as I feel like I capably can because I think this year's race has so many storylines. Oh, I agree. We'll oh. get to that in a minute, Allie. So you fall asleep to the 24-hour race? I do. Well, is it that boring that you have no, that you fall asleep to it? Not. it I or is it just, just the, noise, the noise of the cars are, are so relaxing? It's soothing. It's soothing. And, and quite frankly, it was just one of those deals where It's I, hard to stay it, up for 24 hours It is hours very straight. hard to oh, stay up for 24 Oh, I used to do it straight. all the time, but now I don't think I could. I mean, I remember doing it with my staying up 24 hours working on race cars with my dad, building bodies and well, painting modifieds. But You're active and doing things. I mean, you can always run around. 
<laughs> Go jogging. Run around for your room. 30 minutes or so. How much of it are you going to watch this um, weekend on Saturday? Probably two to eight hours. Oh, okay. that's it? Yeah. I'm. I'm a stock car girl. Okay. I'm a NASCAR girl. Not so much a sports car fan. Okay, that's fair enough. But there is a female team, so. Yes, there is. I there will is. be rooting for them. Yes. Randy. I'm I'm on the same, like I'm kind of in between because I usually tend to watch the very beginning of it and then I kind of, kind of like turn it off on something else, but I'll flip over every once in a while to see what's going on and I'll watch it for a few minutes and then turn it off. So all in all, probably between like maybe four to six, four to eight. It just depends on what's going on because if it's like, you know, overnight, I'm, I don't, I'm sleeping. My sleep is far more important than a race. But um, <laughs> in the daytime and then toward the end, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll turn it on when I get up the next morning and kind of, you know, keep up with what's going on while I was sleeping. But it just kind of depends on really like, you know, what's going on, who's leading and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. so is it kind of like the Super Bowl and you just watch it for the commercials? No, because I don't even—I can't even tell you the first commercial I saw in the twenty-four. It just the commercials on, aren't that good for the twenty-four. I mean, because I'll admit there are some people that run the the thing that I don't recognize because I don't really—I don't watch every single you know race that yeah. ever comes on TV. So if it's somebody that I know or a team that I recognize, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're they're doing good, and I'll you know kind of keep up with what happened overnight. But you know, I'm not a religious person that sits up and watches it all 24 hours. Allie would drag a Super Bowl reference into this, considering her Bam! Patriots are back there. Yeah, well. uh, now let's move on. Yeah, we yeah. need we Brady. need to move on very quickly, um, or <laughs> Ellie and I will fight. Okay, so uh, for me, probably about eight to ten this year because I'm actually going to miss the start of it because I have. Aww. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to miss the start because I have another commitment with uh, with the race team to to, to take care of. So um, won't be in front of the TV for the start, but I'll, I'll watch as much of it as I can through the day and into the evening until it's time to mm-hmm. fall asleep. And for me, I had all I could do to stay up to 1.30 a.m. to get through the Chili Bowl. What so channel is it going to be on? I mean, you could always watch it on your app. I was gonna, it, it, All 24 hours will be live on the NBC Sports app, and about 16 of them will be between NBC and NBCSN. You can always kind of sneak your phone and watch yeah, it on the app. It's hard, to, it's hard to be focused on trying to, to do what I have to do on Saturday and also be watching it. But um, I'm looking forward to this year's race, and I'm going to tell you one reason why. Why? Oh, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> you, you and me are, are sitting here with the same. Fernando thing. Alonso and Wayne Taylor racing. I'm Al-lo. all about me. Hello, Al-lo. Yeah, I'm all about me. Samalo running, running with that team. I just that fascinates me to no end. The potential that that has to be a whole lot of fun. Well, you let you, you stop and consider this. Jordan Taylor, <gasps> aka Rodney yep. Sandstorm. Yep. I love Jordan Taylor. Um, Sorry. <laughs> You know Fernando stole the costume, right? Did you see no, the tweet? He no, he did. Yes, he did. There is <gasps> no. a tweet with Fernando Alonso as Rodney Sandstorm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That's fantastic. Yep. Anyway. Jordan, so perfect. Yeah, Jordan Taylor, Ranger Vanderzand, um, Kamui Kobayashi, and Fernando Alonso. Now you <laughs> Spell t- that one. Kamui? I, I've, I've, no, Kobayashi. Oh, Kobayashi? It, like it sounds. K-O-B-A. K O B A Y A S. Yeah, it's not as easy as you think it is. Wrong. K O B A Y A S. You are the weakest. Goodbye. I had to stop and think about it for a minute. Oh, geez. Yeah, no, it is like it sounds. But anyway, that team is one of the for you after the show. One of the most potent teams in the paddock, let alone one of the most potent cars in the paddock. They've won the twenty-four before, and I would like nothing more to see Fernando 
come it's not an official leg of the triple crown but to add another jewel to his resume by winning the 24 i mean he's got lamar um the rolex 24 has long been considered the other true endurance race in the set yep. of crown jewels so i just think that would be great he's going to have some hefty competition though let me tell you the the core autosport dpi bunch oh. with colin braun and john bennett oh all that those, is going to be yeah the um, I believe that's a Nissan DPI yes, that they've I think got. So. Yeah, um, that team's going to be tough. Oh, that's going to be fun. I, I love it. Um, the, both of the Action Express cars are going to be big, and of, of course, course there's yep. a there's a big storyline there with Christian Fittipaldi running his final race yes. in this year's 24. Um, you know, so they're going to be looking to go out on top, and Action Express has dominated the 24 the last four or five years. I think they've got three wins in the last five years, if I remember right. So. They're going to be a, a huge heavy hitter. And, of course, there's also the separation of the P2s into their own class this year, which is going to add another wrinkle yep. to this year's race. Yep, should be a lot of fun. Um, okay, uh, on to some NASCAR news real quick. While we have a few minutes left in the show, it is the stock car show, after uh-huh. all. Out of the truck series, NGOTS, comes this piece of news from the weekend, Nice Motorsports bringing back Ross Chastain not in shocking. the 45 truck. However, he's not running the full schedule. Teaming with Ross Chastain for Nice Motorsports in 2019, one Reed Wilson. True North sponsoring the entry for this year. So Reed Wilson getting a chance. I think Reed's going to run 10. Out of the 23. the the twenty three races and and uh, Ross will get the rest. Interesting pairing there. You know, Reed kind of fell away last year a mm-hmm. little bit um, after running some with Young's Motorsports, and now he gets the chance to team up with Ross Chastain, who we know knows what he's doing in, yeah. in a truck um, with True North sponsorship. Jacob, uh, you give this two thumbs up. Um. I give it one thumb for Chastain, and I give it a uh, let's – the jury's still out as far as Reed's concerned. Okay. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just feel like Reed's a very unproven commodity at the national level, and I don't want to gauge how he's going to do until we can actually get him on the track a little bit. I'm going um, to go into Randy. Quick opinion on that one or no? Well, I, I feel like it's the same thing that we always talk about when you have two drivers with varying different degrees of, of expertise, um, you know, on the track and off the track. Ross has got some years of experience. Reed does not. So having Reed paired with Ross is probably going to make Reed better in the long run. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I think Reed has shown the ability in the Young's truck in the past to run in the top 10, top 15, you know, area at some of the tracks. And I think... Um, depending on the situation and the quality of the equipment and such, uh, I think if if he can, you know, if, if he'll listen to Ross, I think Ross will uh, will bring him along. And I I have the feeling that Reed might surprise some people a little later in the season. Um, but of course, you know, there are probably some tracks there that he hasn't run before. So, but I thought that was an interesting situation and good for Ross Jacob to be back in the truck series yes. along with his duties. In premium, at Premium Motorsports. Uh, the other interesting announcement that came out that we hadn't touched on real quickly, Jamie McMurray teaming with Chip Ganassi Racing and Spire 
uh, Sports and Entertainment, or Aspire Motorsports, as they're calling this, um, to drive a car number 40 out of Chip's stable for the Daytona 500. Can he win the race, Jacob? Absolutely. Okay. It's Daytona. Anybody can win the race. It's his last ruhaha. Um, I would Ooh. like to hope that he goes out with a bang, but I don't think. Well, it's we good. we actually don't want him to go out with <laughs> well, a bang. Well, not with a bang. Bangs I mean, are not good big, in big, out. Like I think Big Mac can get it done, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think we're actually going to see a new winner in the in Daytona Gatorade Ooh, Victory Lane. New winner. Okay, uh, Randy, real quick. I was going to say the same thing. I think he's going to go out with a bang too, but it's not the kind of bang you guys want to see. I Ooh. think he's going to give Spire that car back, but it's not going to be in one piece. Ooh. Ouch. Ow. Sorry to say. So, wow. so he'll end up in the big one. Yes, he will. Oh. He probably will call us the big one. Oh, oh, Randy. Oh, what do you have against McMurray? What do you got against saying. Big Mac? I have nothing against him. I just don't see him winning the Daytona. <laughs> Jamie McMurray. He's won it before. He's won the Triple Crown yes. in NASCAR. The, song, Jamie the sun McMurray shines on a dog's fans. butt every once in a while. Send your hate mail to Randy no, Miller fine. at. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, go ahead. I think it's great to see him getting one more shot at Daytona. And in the 40. Yes. In the 40, no less. Yes, I, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely wow. great. And you know what? I'm I'm going to go ahead and just take this out myself tonight. Thanks to everyone from the Performance Motorsports Network for all of their support of our programming here. And, of course, thanks to our sponsors, HMS Motorsport and My Computer Career. For Randy Miller, Chris Murdoch, Ali Boulay, Jacob Seelman, my name is Tom Baker. You have been listening to or watching the Stock Car Show And we appreciate that. So we're going to be back next week to do it all again. Have a great week, everybody. Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated. And may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.